Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Kantar, the world's leading marketing data and analytics company, and Side Business School, University of Oxford. In each episode, we speak with marketing leaders and share insights to help brands and business leaders navigate the ever-changing marketing landscape and hopefully dispel some myths and misconceptions along the way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So our guests today are Cécile Lejeune, who is, uh, she has many titles, one of which is the CEO of VML YNR France, the agency in France. But she's also a board member of AACC, which is the French Advertising Association. And our other guest is Annalisa Torcel, who is our head of brand, media and creative at Cantar in France. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. So we're here to talk about creativity today. Um, it's something we covered as a topic in uh, in Cannes uh, in 2023. And uh, there's a specific program that you have been involved in called the Creativity is Business program. So Cecile, can you just tell us a little bit about what that is and what it does? Yes, of course. So yes, um, we've created... Uh, uh, all together uh, between AACC, Cantar, and uh, the Media Figaro, with the French, a very well-known newspaper, uh, uh, a program named Creativity is Business. I know it doesn't mean anything in English, but what we want to demonstrate is uh, that uh, creativity is driving business. And in order to demonstrate that, uh, the program is very simple. We take... Uh, the, the, the French uh, campaign, which are winning awards, um, and we demonstrate, uh, thanks to Cantar Insight and Figures, that these campaigns are performing in really better than the average on, uh, um, in fact, three uh, key topics, but I will, I will let Annie explain it. So our, our subject is really to demonstrate that, to demonstrate that the campaign which are judged as being creative are in fact most efficient, really most efficient uh, to uh, drive business in a short term or in a long term for uh, for the brand. And uh, and we've launched the we've launched the program uh, one one year and a half ago now in Cannes uh, Lions uh, 2021. And I can say already that we have tasted more than 65 campaigns, and all of them, all of them are above uh, the, the, the standard of Cantar. So all of them, uh, there is no exception, 
are doing the demonstration. But I let Anise after that describe more how Kantar is, is doing it perfectly. But it's, um, uh, so the purpose of the program is that, is to demonstrate uh, that creativity is driving business. Okay, and Annalisa, so tell us about what Kantar is actually doing to make this happen, Creativity is Business program. Yes, exactly. As uh, Cecile was saying, um, our purpose was to demonstrate uh, how creativity is driving uh, short-term and long-term uh, impact for brands. And uh, this is, at the earth, I would say, of the of Kantar philosophy in terms of creativity. So we are we were naturally excited about being part of this uh, program when we decided to uh, partner uh, on this with uh, the ACC and Media Le Figaro. Uh, and what is our role today in this creativity business program? We are there to bring evidence based on our, on our database, especially our link database, uh, but also based on our cross-media database uh, in order to demonstrate the power of creativity and the role they are play, that it is playing in the, in the efficiency of the campaign and the communication. So we use basically our pre-testing approach, Link Plus, to test campaigns. Uh, these campaigns have been awarded uh, at major creative events. So uh, like Cecile was saying, we tested uh, award winners uh, from the Can Lions, from the FE, for instance. Uh, since the start of the program, we tested over 70 campaigns uh, through that program. So a bit yeah. more than one. Than I forgot the last one. <laughs> you forgot the last, <laughs> last one. And for each of these campaigns, as Cecile was saying, we uh, assessed how they are performing across what, what we call the, the three advertising success factors. First, to be successful, uh, an advertising needs to have uh, the right media impact. So meaning that its ability to drive people engagement linked to the brand. So me we measure how this campaign are performing on this pillar. Then we measure how the campaign is performing in, in terms of commercial impact, meaning that how the campaign is able to drive short-term efficiency for the brand, meaning persuasion, the ability to convince people to buy your product. And then the third pillar is much more about the brand building. So we assess the power of the creativity creative content to drive and to nourish brand equity for the brand in the longer term. And as Cecile was saying, uh, over uh, among the 70 campaigns we tested uh, for this program, all are overperforming compared to our database in, uh, in France. Uh, and last but not least, uh, they are overperforming all, on all the three success factors. Uh, almost all, I would say 97% of them are overperforming in terms of media impact. And more than two-thirds of them are also performing in terms of short-term impact, ability to drive uh, persuasion, or longer-term impact, ability to nourish the brand equity. Okay, so it's a, a, a very holistic view. Cecile? Yeah, yeah, no, I, want, I wanted to add because I think it's part of the success of the, of the program that uh, what what we are we, we are doing that for each campaign and what is interesting and is we always organize a, a, a media event thanks to the Figaro, which could be video or print uh, uh, with um, a presentation of the result to the client and to the agency and a discussion with both the client and the agency. And what is very interesting is we can discover that obviously. Uh, uh, the client and the agency, uh, um, and most of it, the creative director of the agency, are discussing about 
Kantar results are discussing about business results together, and that on one of the uh, clearly the best business uh, newspaper, uh, which mm. is the, the Media Figaro. So it's also part of the success of the program. Yeah, and it's very powerful, I, actually, because I have attended a couple of these events now and actually getting the creative director, the, the people involved in creation of the ad and the client with the outcomes um, and the short and long-term success is actually a very powerful discussion and super interesting to hear everybody's perspectives. So we've done another piece of work um, which shows um, globally uh, that high quality creative um, as determined by metrics on, on Link Plus drives four times profit and that's comparing um, some Kantar data with some Walk data on, on uh, similar clients and making sure that we understand the, the long-term impact of, of that activity too. So we have lots of proof points now that creative can directly drive uh, business success um, and that's primarily because it drives predisposition it, it creates uh, a memory it creates associations in people's minds and as you say incentivizes them or persuades them um, to buy the product as well um, this is something that we look at in the Kantar creative effectiveness awards which as you know we run every year um, and this year we had some really interesting key themes in the creative effectiveness awards um, one of which was about the use of emotion and uh, particularly humour. Um, so we know that humour is increasing in advertising again, and that's a very simple thing to say, but actually that's a big piece of analysis from all the global ads that we've tested around the world over a year and looking at them over time. Um, and we know that humour is on the increase again. So Cecile, what role do you think that humour or, or even emotion plays in ads? We believe uh, at the agency and in the in the group that uh, emotion is key. Um, uh, you can't you can't be creative without create, creating an emotion. If you don't create an emotion, uh, no one will uh, see you. You will never connect with your target. So uh, uh, the objective of creating an emotion is a, is a, obviously a, a key one. If you don't have that, you will never be creative and you will never connect the brand uh, with, uh, with its customer. After that, you're right, um, there is lots of emotion. Uh, you, can, you can play on the drama emotion, you can play on the humor to create the emotion. You can also uh, use uh, other form of emotion, uh, but humor, you're right, as Don uh, is, uh, we, we, we clearly have seen lots of humor last year in, in the Cannes Lions. Um, and it's great. I think after the COVID, we were a lot into the drama emotion trend. Clearly, uh, uh, we are back to a little bit of humor, and it's great. Um, uh, it will probably continue. After that, what is, what is true is uh, uh, humor is a bit more different in, uh, in each culture. So when you do a global campaign, it's easier to do a dramatic uh, global uh, uh, global emotional campaign than to use humor because we every culture has a little bit of different humor. Um, I'm not going to talk about the difference between the English one and the French one, for example. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, um, and, and it's true that it's probably why we have seen a bit less of humor because the campaigns are more and more global and it's more difficult. But yes, great. We see more humor and it's great because we should always remember that 
in every media we are part of the uh, uh, we are part of the uh, uh, entertainment and we should entertain people and so emotion is key. So I do notice um, that uh, Can Lion is introducing a new category for 2024, the humour category. Yeah. So all yeah. of our discussions about this topic have finally uh, made sense, which which is great. So Annalisa, a more, on a more practical point, how do we measure humour um, and emotion in advertising? How do we do that at Cantor? Yeah, um, being able to measure and decode how an ad is emotionally engaging people, how they are able to create a resonance with the people and the targets is really key. And I think that humor is part of all the, the, the emotions uh, an, ad, an ad can play in order to engage uh, emotionally people. Um, what we used in uh, with Link, a mix of rational KPIs and more implicit measurement of the emissions because we are talking about emotions. We cannot just stick with a rational measurement of the emotion. Emotion is much more linked to your system one, um, in, to system one in your brain. It's much more linked to implicit, to um, un, unexpected, unexpected reactions. So we, we use a tool that we call facial coding. This is an AI uh, developed with Affectiva in part partnership with Affectiva. And this is recording millisecond by millisecond the facial reactions of people who are watching uh, the content. Thanks to that, we're able to decode each nano reaction people have. And we all have the same kind of uh, uh, facial reactions when we uh, are feeling an emotion. Thanks to that, we are able to decode what are the emotions, what are the, what are the implicit reactions to a content. And this is super powerful because we can cross this with all our uh, more rational measures and KPIs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And that is super powerful to uh, give some granularity about how an ad is performing, how an ad is engaging with the audience, what we can do in order to optimize this engagement, what we can do maybe to shorten the content. And this is something that uh, we love to use with our client and agency in order to support the creative development. Yeah, so, so it's not just, it's not just, you know, telling you how the ad is performing and how people are reacting but it also gives very concrete advice as to how to improve it and how to make it better second by second which i think is is great 
Um, Cecile, a question for you, uh, a more broader, a broader question about creativity. I think certainly for the last maybe 15, maybe even more years, a lot of the conversation in, in marketing in the industry is about all the changes that are going on in media, digital media, all the new platforms, all the new uh, formats, which obviously media agencies have been wrestling with. Um, and in a way, creative agencies, you know, maybe have been catching up. So is it time to bring back creativity, um, especially in digital? What's your what's your view on that? Uh, yes, uh, obviously. Uh, no, no, what is true, you, you're fully right. Um, each, each time we have a new media or a new tool, we think that the media is, because it's new, uh, uh, we think it is creative because it's new. So if I take an example, the influencers, for example, doing something with the influencers was creative just because it was a little bit new. No, it's not because you do something with the influencer that it is creative. Um, and, and it's true that now, as everyone is using the influencer, everyone realized that if you want to do something interesting for your brand and for your consumer with the influencer, you have to be creative. And if you ask me, it's going to be the same with AI, and it started. Uh, it's creative, you know, when you use AI to produce uh, uh, or to, yeah, to produce your video or your film or your TVC, it is creative. No, it is not creative because you use a tool or you use a media. Um, uh, so yes, clearly we need to refocus on, you know, what what is the creative idea which make that connection again with the brand and the consumer, and which will also uh, uh, make everyone understand what's the difference that the brand propose. Because the key, and and I know you measure that a lot also, the key element uh, to to bring business is to build the difference. Uh, 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 for the brand and to show what's different and why I should use that brand and buy that brand. Yeah. And Annalisa, m- moving on, because I, I think that's right. Um, difference is, is, is important, is relative difference compared to the competition, obviously. But with all of the new channels and formats that still are being introduced, um, as as Cecile points out, we know that influencers are from Media Reactions study are, are the number one channel for marketers this year. So they're still very, very prevalent here. But how do how should marketers look at their campaigns, Annalisa? Because obviously the more channels you use, the more potentially the more fragmented your campaign can become. And different people have different experiences of the whole campaign. So how how should marketers define creativity, but make the connections between all of those different channels? In my opinion, here as well, creativity can be the magic recipe or ingredient, I would say, to bring uh, consistency uh, and synergies across uh, this fragmented media lands- landscape, the fact that we are playing on a, a multiple number of uh, channels, touch points, uh, formats. Um, having a powerful creative idea at the, at the heart of your campaign can help to help cons- consumers to make the link between something that they are seeing uh, uh, outdoors, something that they are watching on TV, something that they are exposed to thanks to an influencer. So this is not meaning that you need to use the same content, but having something that can be customized 
and adapted to uh, the, the format, the, 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 the platform you are using, but having something common that helps to drive synergies and consistency is really key, I think. And uh, based on our cross-media database, we were able to demonstrate that uh, more than uh, 50%, uh, 57, if I'm remembering well, of the most creative campaigns, uh, multimedia campaigns, are those that are integrated and customized, meaning that there is this big creative ID, ID earth, but this creative ID is adapted across channels and across platforms. Okay, so it's a fine balance, isn't it, between the customization and making sure that the distinctive assets are kind of recognizable. So let's talk about AI. We can't have a podcast without talking about AI. Cecile, you've already uh, mentioned it, but I'm really interested to hear your thoughts about how AI is going to be used by agencies um, in the coming year in terms of creativity. We've seen lots of examples of ads that are partially written by AI, ads that are partially, you know, um, directed and created using um, uh, image and, and video generative AI. What, what would your prediction be for next year in terms of the actual day-to-day use for uh, advertising agencies? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, a very interesting question and the question of the moment, as you can imagine, in every agency. <laughs> Um, uh, no, cl- clearly, we every agency is already using AI. Hein? Uh, we at the agency we are doing it. So we've started one year ago, um, uh, and and we are using different AI to do different things. Uh, just two examples: we are using image and video AIs uh, for the creative. So all the creatives are using uh, image or video AIs to 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 build and execute what they are doing and. We are using a lot uh, 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 ChatGPT. I know it's a wrong word, <laughs> but we are using a lot ChatGPT. Uh, all the strategic planners are working a lot with ChatGPT because, of course, it makes them win lots of time of research. Um, but what I can say to you already is um, uh, clearly AI can make you win time to search or to execute your ID. But AI will not find any brand strategy for you or will never find a a, a, a creative concept for you. Uh, But it is true that it is helping us to to win time in terms of execution uh, for the creative or to win time in terms of research and and, uh, and knowledge about a brand when you discover and you start on a brand. So, yes, it's helping. Uh, and I believe that's my personal view. I think uh, uh, AI will make us uh, augmented uh, human. I, I'm not sure it's, you say it like that in English, but I think AI will push us uh, to be more creative, to be more, m- more clever in our strategy, because we're going to have more time also to do that. And because we're going to have to always be better, uh, uh, I think the good news with AI is that it it, it will make all of us uh, clearly augmented. And uh, and after that, the issue is is to learn how to use it and to use it well. Um, And uh, and, uh, AI is changing every day also, so to follow 
uh, which all that takes time. Uh, so we win time on 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 one side, but you we lose time also on on all the training, all the knowledge of the AI. So uh, we will win time perhaps in a few years, but for the moment, uh, not sure we, we are really <laughs> yeah. winning time. Okay. Uh, but this is what I could say with uh, uh, how AI will help uh, or be used in the creative industry. Yeah. That's that's interesting to hear. And we actually recently did some testing of some ads which were uh, partially or wholly uh, created using uh, generative AI. And we did find that they are not more effective than non-AI generated ads. But it's early days, you know, right? So we have to keep testing and we have to keep understanding them. But at Kantar, um, Annalisa, we've been using AI for some time. Uh, we also have lots of very exciting pilots and um, exploratory um, discussions taking place um, on AI, but we it is already embedded in quite a few of our solutions. And I just wondered if you could touch lightly on uh, Link AI and um, how, how that works and, and what we do and the power of it. Okay. Yes, as you mentioned, uh, Jane, we have a long journey with using AI, I think, uh, at Kantar for our, our uh, creative effectiveness solutions. Uh, we use it um, in uh, different ways on creative effectiveness. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we use it to decode emotional engagement and implicit reactions towards the content with our facial coding uh, tool. We also leveraging AI to predict creativity creative quality of uh, some video contents uh, without having to interview uh, uh, consumers, real consumers to do that. The fun fact about the, the, the study you mentioned uh, a, a minute ago, uh, Jane, about the fact that we tested some contents uh, done partially or fully by the AI is that we tested this uh, content with our Link AI solution. So we tested it with our AI um, uh, with, our, with our own AI. Uh, this Link AI solution is super useful for us because it, uh, the, the, the AI has been trained uh, with our Link database, meaning that we have an extensive database across the world of more than 270k uh, video. And we've trained uh, the AI in order for her to be able to predict the que uh, the, the creative quality among the three pillars of success. Um, this is particularly useful in order to uh, drive a learning culture, I would say, uh, in the advertising uh, agencies or in uh, with, uh, with uh, our uh, brands, because they can test more, tens uh, more formats, more type of videos, and learn by doing. Um, this is also something that is super useful because you are not testing your competitor's ad with a consumer test, but uh, having this uh, AI tool allows you to test more content so that you can test also and learn about the creativity uh, and the creative quality of your competitors. Um, and I think that this uh, AI is uh, something that we will uh, mix and combine more and more with our uh, link, uh, other link uh, products. Uh, we also are testing currently uh, within Qantar some other um, usage of AI. We are testing AI in order to make the first analysis of our uh, creative test. Uh, as uh, you were mentioning, Cecilia, it won't give the, the, the insights and uh, how really an advertising is working, but it will help people to save time in order to be much more accurate about their uh, insights and recommendations. 
No, and what is interesting to conclude on 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 the AI is uh, again for testing or for uh, developing creative concepts, what we can see is AI will allow us to do more, to do better, yeah. and and what and that is what is really interesting with AI. And and I think uh, I said augmented human. Yes, it's exactly that. We everything will be augmented. And after that, we, we have to learn how to use it well and to serve well at Ayant and now and the brands with it. You've been listening to Future Proof from Kantar and Side Business School. For all episodes and more information, visit Kantar.com or OxfordFutureOfMarketing.com. If you enjoyed this, please leave a rating and a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. 